and welcome to a podcast brought to you by the Institute of Chartered Accountants in England and Wales. My name is Hope Ellen, the host of this podcast, and in this episode, we are speaking about creating a world of sustainable economies, and I've got some wonderful guests to help me do that. So let's go round first of all, if you explain a little bit about what you do currently. Nico, let's start with you. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, Nico, I'm Head of Sustainability at Cooper Parry, which is a firm of uh, uh, accountants and, and business advisors. Uh, my role at Cooper Parry is to deliver a sustainability strategy, deliver the net zero, net zero strategy, but also help our clients along the way to, to have a similar similar journey like, like ours. Fantastic. Akin? Hi, my name is Akin. It's lovely to be here. Uh, my, my role is early careers executive, which essentially means raising awareness of the accountancy profession. Um, and I'll hand it over to Zoe to talk a little bit about what, what that is. Hello, Zoe. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> I'm Zoe. Um, and yeah, like Akin said, I work within the early careers team at ICAW. So I get to speak to lots of lovely students um, who are looking um, at a career in the accountancy or finance profession. Fantastic. So you are in good hands for this podcast today where we are talking about sustainable economies. So let's start at the very kind of base of that. What actually is a sustainable economy? Nico? Good question. It has, I think it depends who you ask. That's one of the complexities in, in a way around sustainability. It has so many definitions. Uh, from my point of view, to put it in simple terms, is ensuring that the generations to come have a world at least like it looks today, if not if not better. That's what sustainability sustainability is for me and at, at its core. And I'm sure there are a huge amount of benefits, but can you give me a, a few of a sustainable economy? Uh, cost of living crisis, one example. I think part of the reason we are living a cost of living crisis at the basis of it is climate change, is sustainability. Um, so people would live a, a healthier, more more sort of sustainable way if, if we take care of, of, of climate change. Uh, happier, happier people, happier workforce, happier children. That again would be would be a top top for me. Akin and Zoe, anything to add to what Nico just said there? I would say that it's ICAW's mission uh, to make sure there is a sustainable. Um, profession going forward in the future and one way that this will be accomplished is through the future ACA um, chartered accountants so it's going to be impacting not just those in the field of business finance and accountancy but also everyday people as well so there will be a knock-on effect which um, sustainability comes in handy where ACAs could make a difference in the future. Fantastic. Zoe, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think it's about looking not short-term gain, but long-term, um, which is so exciting, because thinking that you've got an opportunity to benefit something that's going to have a long-term impact is really exciting. So why is ICAEWs, which is, of course, the kind of the short version of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in England and Wales, and I'm pleased there's a short version for that, um, why is it their mission to create a world with sustainable economies? Zoe? Um, so 
every business, in every industry, in every sector, all around the world, um, is going to benefit from sustainable economies. So it's just so important that that's kind of at the forefront of, of businesses and industries' mind. Um, and obviously, ICAW chartered accountants help businesses all around the world um, achieve long-term success. So one of the ways that you're going to achieve long-term success is by having sustainable economies. How long has this been a priority? Um, I would probably just say e everything to do with sustainability has, has come kind of to the top of people's, the forefront of people's minds in the last kind of few years. But it's definitely the, something that ICAW has been looking at probably good maybe like 10 years. Um, but ever since I've been here, I've been at the company for like three years and it's something that's always, we've spoken about for, for a long time. Akin, how does it feel or how much pride does it fill you with to be working within something where this mission is kind of a top priority? I take great pride in this because I see it nearly on a daily basis. So our team, we uh, attend various different events in the, in the UK and our priority is to get the message across of sustainability. Um, and one way in which we do that is through uh, being a part of the Sustainability Alliance. So when we look at recruitment, for instance, we have a different mindset um, where our vision is to make sure that we're um, trying to reach carbon uh, zero. And our stand, for instance, banner stand, it's 100% recyclable, even the ink in on the stand itself. Um, our jumpers and polos, they're ethically sourced as well. So there is a different mindset um, compared to different firms, for instance, where we do emphasise and prioritise sustainability, not just in accountancy where it's the chartered accountants thinking about it, but also when we're out and about at events as well. With the early career side of it, do you find that a lot of people entering the workforce really care about sustainability now? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, speaking of the events, we speak to so many students at these places. And one of the um, most common questions is, what are we doing towards um, you know, trying to be sustainable? So uh, when it comes to the messaging and having conversations with these students, I take great pride in the work I do, but also getting the message across. So it's definitely um, a common question that we get asked by students and we can see them going into the work workplace and making change. And they have that pride too then? Definitely. <laughs> so Nico, how important would you say working collaboratively is when trying to achieve a sustainable economy? takes a village when it comes to sustainability for various reasons. From one side, it's, as I mentioned earlier, it's such a complex area and you need so many different areas of expertise. You, you, need, you need an accountant. I think I read an article the other day, in the end it's gonna be accountants that save the world from climate change. Uh, but it's true, because as an accountant, you have, you, you abide by ethical standards and with the rise of greenwashing, you need to trust when you need to trust what you're seeing from companies and an accountant can help with that also have the the rigor to kind of understand laws and regulations and again uh, as you mentioned earlier zoe 
sustainability is something that has been discussed more and more in the last few years, and it is true. It's becoming almost almost the norm, almost everything um, everyone is talking about. And as a result of that, you have more regulations coming through, and you need an account to translate that. But at the same time, if you want to reach net zero, you don't need only accountants, you need actually scientists, you need experts, you need technology advancements. Um, and the list, you act, were talking earlier about young generation. They, compared to a bit the, the older, compared to with the older generation, we didn't grow up talking about climate change, but the younger generation grew up talking about climate change. So they are much more glued up than, than, uh, than we are. So you start seeing even younger generation being being climate activists, and sometimes I feel like they almost put me to shame to, with with the knowledge they have compared to compared to the knowledge I have. So collaboration is definitely key. Collaboration from all ages, collaboration from from all expertise, collaboration from all skill sets. We you can't do this on your own or in in silos. Have you ever had a situation where working collaboratively for that didn't work out, and how did you deal with it? I'm trying hard to think of an example where working collaboratively didn't work, and to be honest, I don't manage to to find to find one. Like even when I started, because I've I've started as a chartered accountant, I qualified, I think, when I finished my studies in 2015, and slowly slowly moved moved towards sustainability. But one thing I've realized once I moved into this space is, one, I need to do a lot of self learning because compared to nowadays where the um, ICAU qualification does have a sustainability angle. Back then, it didn't have a sustainability mm -hmm. angle when I've done my qualification. So I had to do a lot of self-studying. And what I realized is when you have a sea of resources and you don't know exactly what to trust and where to go, you actually need that peer learning. You need that, that peer sort of environment. So I've started joining various networking groups around sustainability, and they've been, they've been tremendous uh, in helping me get to, to, where I am, to where I am nowadays. Would you say that you haven't experienced a, an example that you could think of because everyone has got that aim and everyone has got the same kind of mission statement? Definitely. Coming back, so before, before being in the space of sustainability, I used to be in, in consulting and I used to be involved in very heavy technical projects. So we used to have a network of businesses that would come together and discuss if there was a new accounting standard that would come through and they didn't know exactly or they would find it very difficult to implement. You would have large businesses, and when I say large, it would be very large, coming together and discussing. And you notice that although they came there to put their hats together and discuss it because of the commercial aspects, they, would, they wouldn't share everything. Two, three years down the line, I was sitting in the same room with the same, same companies, but discussing sustainability, discussing net zero, how, how, we get, how we get there. And it was impressive to see the openness of the discussion when it wasn't technical accounting anymore, but it was sustainability. It was something that it's affecting everyone. It's not affecting only companies, it's affecting you on an individual level as well. You mentioned earlier on that regulations are always changing and you have to keep on top of that within your world. Is that challenging at any point? At every point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's challenging, but hopefully it will, it will become a, a bit easier with time because, as I said earlier, uh, you start to have emerging regulations. So in the world of accounting, you have a, 
a standard international set um, of accounting standards. So regardless if you're a company in Europe, if you're a company in UK, or if you're a company in the United States, you will all follow the same accounting standard. In sustainability, you don't have such thing. You have various standards, some of them more applicable to a certain set of companies like investor, like investing companies, other more applicable to manufacturing or fashion industry, but you don't have a standard yet. We don't have a standard set of, account of, um, of sustainability standards, but it's coming and we're actually waiting for it to, 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 appear, to appear this summer. So hopefully that will make it easier in time. But at the moment we call it the alphabet soup of accounting standards. Why hasn't there been one set kind of ruling globally yet? Is it because different governments in different countries set different aims and, and that affects it? I think that's, that's a big part of the reason and I think different countries are on different journeys when it comes to, to sustainability and when it comes to even accepting there is uh, such thing as climate change, uh, which obviously shifted the priorities for different countries, for different companies. Um, that's part of the reason. Another reason is I think the public perception and the public demands when it comes to sustainability have been more advanced than the governments were trying to catch up with. So I think that's part of the reason as well. That's very interesting. <laughs> Is there anything to add to anything that Nico just said there? We kind of really dived in there and Akin and Zoe haven't said anything. So is there anything else you'd like to, to add to any of that? Yeah, I totally um, found the uh, different markets are at a different level stage um, comment because um, when you look at different markets, everyone's got their own um, agenda. So coming together and having one set sustainability outline or um, rules and regulations can be obviously a little tricky. So I found that particularly interesting. Zoe? Yeah, no, I, I was just sat here listening. <laughs> it's just, it's so interesting about, I guess, being at the forefront of, of that, where there's not even regulations yet in place and you're right at the, the beginning of something. That's just, I don't know, that sounds really exciting. And looking into the future, how will that look in 10 years? It's, it's beyond us to even imagine what that will look like. Hopefully there is a set of rules, so then you haven't got to learn everything, Nico. Um, let's talk a little bit about the individual. You mentioned a moment ago that you think maybe individuals have had priorities with sustainability quicker than the government have. So how can chartered accountants support the role of sustainable economies in business? Nico? From my point of view, the accountant is, I know it sounds grand, but it is at the base of everything because uh, you have the whole economy is made of businesses being small, medium, large, large businesses. At every single business, you will have accountants and you, you can't work, you can't, a company can't have a sustainable development um, without making sure that its finances are in order as a starting point, then every business will have an auditor. Every business will have business advisors. These are all the accountants. These are all the, um, and, and it starts with, with the young people that ICAW trains in order to become the accountants of, of tomorrow. So from my point of view, 
there's it's a no-brainer that an accountant should also be be trained and and have a passion as well in in sustainability because the way you drive the business community is through accountants because you trust them to have the ethical standards to present the information as it is and to take a company in the right direction and then you also trust their their integrity and their expertise and what they learn from various because from an for example if you're an auditor you see give it a two three months period you see three four or five five different businesses completely different industries so you learn so much along the way that they're able to really apply sustainable practices for all the other businesses we'll give Nico a little bit of a break and come to you Akin earlier on it was mentioned about the cost of living crisis in relation to a sustainable economy the world has experienced quite a few big things uh, in the past few years COVID-19, over here obviously we've got Brexit and that cost of living crisis. Do those things affect sustainable economies? If so, how? Well, of course it does, in my opinion. So when you look at um, these things that could happen to anyone, anywhere around the world, uh, as humans, because we're not robots, um, as humans we might have that sense of panic or uh, worry, um, but I, I think it's a great opportunity, especially for newly qualified ACA um, chartered accountants to be able to have these difficult conversations in boardrooms uh, with clients and to be able to put their points across so that maybe they could make an impact going forward in the future. So it's not a negative thing, in my opinion. I don't think it's something to worry about. Um, yes, there are challenges, whether that's COVID, Brexit, whatever it might be, but this applies to everyone all over the world. So having these difficult conversations, having an uh, impact in a positive way will help not just the chartered accountant themselves, but also their company, their clients, um, and also to everyday people like ourselves um, in our personal lives. So I think it's a great opportunity when these problems do arise uh, to be able to combat and tackle them uh, going forward. And also looking at the role of being a, a chartered accountant, it goes back to that evolving and learning constantly, which makes it such an exciting role, doesn't it? Because you've got to keep up to date with everything that's going on. Yeah, the Institute provides a lot of information and support to members. Um, so there is always that which chartered accounts can make most of, but it's also called commercial awareness. So having an understanding of business um, on a regular basis and understanding what's impacting um, maybe your own work or your, the client you're working for. Um, so having that understanding and doing that research yourself could also help. So there's support everywhere to be able to uh, find out, develop, and work on um, work on yourself wherever you go. So um, there's, I think it's a great opportunity to be able to develop not just a business but also yourself. Definitely agree that all the challenges also also bring uh, opportunities. Like you mentioned, you mentioned COVID COVID nineteen, which has been absolutely a terrible a terrible period. But one silver lining of, of COVID is the flexible working style because we were forced during the pandemic, all companies, regardless of culture, were forced to, to have a flexible working working pattern. But what we see now coming out of the pandemic is actually companies and people realize that 
you are as effective or in some situations even more effective by, by offering your employees a, a flexible working style. And I think this is even more important in the accountancy profession where you have that perception that as an accountant, it's a, not a nine to five job, but it's a nine to nine PM sort of, sort of job. Well, it can be completely different and the pandemic kind of offered us this perspective and offered us this learning, learning opportunity. We're going to digress slightly, but Zoe, what other misconceptions do chartered accountants face? Oh, I have quite a lot. <laughs> um, that they're boring, uh, they sit at their desk all day, um, they're very formal, you know, we're the Institute of Chartered Accountants, and we're all men wearing suits. Um, Love the impression, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do try. Um that they just uh, look at spreadsheets and num- very number-driven. Um, yeah, loads of misconceptions, but I just want to say that, that they're not true. <laughs> Part of it is true. We do look at numbers quite, quite yeah. a bit, but that, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah. I think just to add to that, though, it's not. Um, it's exactly what you said. You, we, uh, child accounts look at numbers, but they don't have to be maths geniuses to be yeah. able to understand the numbers because it's all about communication and putting across what that data means to clients. So um, it's, yes, more numbers. It's I'm a chartered accountant. I had nothing to do with math before doing my, uh, yeah. uh, my, accountancy, my accountancy degree. <laughs> oh, perfect example. That's a huge <laughs> misconception, isn't it? Yeah. Would you say then, going back to sustainability, that, okay, you might not need the maths like you mentioned, do you need to prioritise sustainability in order to grow within this world now? Nico? 100% yes. Sustainability is here to stay. Um, as I've touched on earlier, if we want to live in a world at least to look the same as, as it is looking now, uh, sustainability is, is at the core of it. And in order to, to deliver that, uh, we need to tackle it from, from one front. You need to tackle it on an individual, individual day-to-day level. You need to tackle it in the, in the boardrooms. You need to tackle it on the ground floor of a company at absolutely every single level. And us as individual and us as accountants have a big role to play in this. And Zoe, coming back to you, um, talk to me about ICAEWs. That's very easy for me to say. (laughs) Uh, Integral role in sustainability. I guess it's just about how I said, like, chartered accountants, they're at the forefront of... um, helping businesses not uh, I think a lot of people just think it's helping businesses with money but it's with businesses making good change you know whether that be sustainability change or climate change um and yeah really just helping guide guide every everyone I can while we're still with you um earlier on we spoke about pride a little bit and how you're filled with so much of it because sustainability is a priority within your industry but to dive in a little bit further why would you want to become part of this community that is fostering this change i think uh, you'd be willing to be a part of this community because it's something exciting it's something new and as i mentioned earlier if this is a profession you're wishing to go into in the future um, then you're going to have an important say in this topic um, in the boardrooms in those meetings So if you're a person who is looking for change, who's looking to make an impact, then this is definitely a profession for you. 
Zoe, anything to add? Um, I think, yeah, just just what Akin said, really, that how exciting to be at the forefront of, of something and right at the beginning where, you know, rules and regulations are, haven't even been ironed out yet. And you're that expertise. You've got, um, I think going back to what um, Nico said, I think you're, you're that kind of person who is laying out that communication in a way that's easy to understand because a lot of the time you've got that expertise but now you need to advise a business or a client but in a way that yeah they they can understand that in in layman's terms yeah, so. in, a, in a commercial sort of yeah. aspect sometimes that's what i feel in in the role i'm having is being able to take all the alphabet soup of reporting and sometimes really complex terms, loads of acronyms. There are so many acronyms in yep. this space. Uh, <laughs> and being able to translate it in a commercial sense that the financial director would understand, that the boardroom would understand, and speak their language. Because sometimes sustainability initiatives come with the cost, but they also come with, the, with opportunities. But a boardroom, a financial director might be might be seeing only the costs as a starting point. So you are, there, you are there to kind of also translate the opportunities and the long-term value that, uh, that it drives. So I think coming back to, to your question, as an accountant, you can effect, you can effect change. And I know I'm biased because I am an accountant, but I do think that it's a profession that's characterized by, by, by purpose, by, by meaning, even mm -hmm. if you wouldn't think when, when you start looking into, into what being an accountant actually is. I think that's a wonderful way to put it. Mm -hmm. And it brings us to the final kind of part of this episode, which is your anything else to add? Any final notes? If we go around the room, Zoe? I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think I have anything else to add. So I think that there's always going to be change. Um, well, it's not just me that thinks that there always is change. Uh, so if we look back in the 90s or early 2000s, computers, internet um, came about, and everyone was saying there's not going to be a job for chartered accountants because computers will be taking over, technology will be taking over. And the same applies today when it comes to AI and robots. You know, they say that chartered accountancy will no longer exist. But that's not really the case because, as you can see here, we're all humans and um, chartered accountants need to digest that data and be able to some meaning and story uh, behind this information. So uh, child accounts will always be here, but it's exciting to get into this profession now because of the change related to sustainability, where um, it's similar to technology, where there's a lot of change happening, and you could definitely have your own say when it comes to um, making these changes going forward. Akin, that's really interesting that you mentioned that because we actually have got another episode. So if you're watching this or listening and you'd be interested, there is an episode on AI technology and all of that uh, at a later date. Nico, coming to you. Akin does make an interesting point. And one thing that actually I would like to, to add to what he's saying is it's true that with the technology nowadays, you think that um, accountants don't, don't have a future, but it's actually quite the opposite. With the amazing transformations in, in technology actually are able to take away all the mundane admin sort of tasks away from the accountant and actually were able to focus on, on the value-driven value, value -driven side, side of things. So we're, we're able to really, really bring out the value out of, out of organizations and help them 
built in a in, in a sustainable in a sustainable manner. And as a final sort of words on this and thinking on this is, I think the one thing that's really, really important for the for the accounting profession and why they are quite pivotal in a sustainable economy is they're able to have an integrated mindset. So taking all the financial information, but also non-financial information, and put it together in an easy to understand language and in a report that you can trust. That would be that would be all I think from my side. That was perfect. Well, Nico, Akin and Zoe, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights. It's been really lovely talking to all of you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) And thank you to you at home for joining us today. Stay tuned for another episode.